When you talk about mid-majors that have consistently played at a high level over the past few seasons, you can't leave out the Liberty Flames. Six straight winning seasons, looking like a chance at another NCAA tournament bid this time around. I'm Matt Majinski. I'm joined by Liberty head coach Richie McKay as a part of our preview to March series, also heard on the Review podcast. Coach, I hear you're in Kentucky. You got some bad weather on the way. Are you doing good other than that? <laughs> doing great, even in spite of the uh, impending uh, weather forecast, Matt. Uh, just a great day to be alive and uh, love what I do and who I get to do it with or whom I get to do it with. So uh, there's, a, there's a great blessing in that. Can't complain with that at all. Um, Coach, I'll bring you right into this season. I'll kind of start with one quick one from, uh, you know, the offseason. You guys didn't have as much roster overhaul as really the majority of college basketball did, but obviously still a few new faces and obviously a new season. But that one and three start to the season, was that, you know, when did it kind of seem like things started to kind of get together to where you wanted it this season? Because obviously, you know, you never want to start slow. Yeah, Matt, good question. I think the one and three start was completely my fault. There's the collision of the transfer portal and uh, student athletes being immediately eligible at their new institution, as well as the COVID relief year and everyone getting an additional year. And uh, we took neither. We, we didn't have any transfers. <clears throat> and our two seniors who had a lot to do with our success, Chris Parker and Elijah Cuffey, didn't take COVID years. They went and signed professional contracts. So, man, the thing I noticed early, and we, we lost to LSU, Iona in a really good game, and then Manhattan drilled us. Uh, Manhattan's the oldest team in college basketball. And Iona and LSU, both talented, but both really experienced. And we, we were throwing some freshmen out there that really were deer in the head. And uh, no disrespect to any of those teams because they're all really good. They're having great seasons. But I, I think I overly challenged our guys early. But I'm okay with that because I, I think the residue of that is we've seen improvement and we've seen it against really good competition. So I think growth always occurs, Matt, when, when you're stretched a little bit. It's, uh, and I think that's been indicative of our season thus far. Well, obviously we were able to see that turned around pretty quickly. You guys had that win over a Missouri team. Now I know they're under 500, but they're a team that took you know Auburn pretty far down to the wire, East Carolina, Northern Iowa, and a couple other games against Stanford and BYU out West. Coach, I guess what I'm getting at is having all those games before your Atlantic Sun schedule, what's the big benefit of it? You kind of mentioned it already, but you know, how do you think it really helps once we get towards March? Yeah, I think like you mentioned earlier, uh, the the likes of LSU or Iona, Stephen F. Austin, um, and even the games in Hawaii, uh, I just think your goal as a as a, as a coach should be to prepare yourself the best way you can for a really competitive conference season. And with the addition, I mean, our league was already good, but with the addition of Central Arkansas, Eastern Kentucky, and Jacksonville State, who beat us at home, uh, I, I just I think for me, although it's really hard to schedule when you kind of reach a certain point as a mid major. Uh, a lot of my friends have shared the same thing, and it's a compliment, don't get me wrong, but you just don't have the same access to games that you may have had before you, you know, won a game in the tournament or won your league. Uh, so, but I, I think the objective was accomplishment. We 
I think it's prepared us well for really good conference. And now, you know, I'm, I know you mentioned earlier uh, the Jacksonville State game. Coach, I'm going to get to that in a little bit, but I really couldn't go much longer uh, without mentioning Darius McGee because I feel like when you look at players uh, around the country, you just have to look at his scoring ability, one of the best three-point threats in the country. How has he really taken that leadership role and his scoring role and up to even more from last year to this season? Yeah, Matt, Darius is easy to root for, man. He's – and he's even easier to coach. Uh, I, I told one, uh, I'll just say one pro personnel person uh, that, you know, he could legitimately score 40 and we lose or score two and we win. And he would be much happier about the result of the latter or the performance in the latter than he would the former. And I just don't think there's many people like that. Now he can, he can create a shot for himself or his teammate as well as anyone I've seen. Uh, he's really unique like that. And he, the best thing about him, well, I'd say it's twofold. Number one is humility. His teammates love him. He's, he's very selfless, sacrificial. Uh, but he's got the ability to create offensively for himself or a teammate. And he has done that by the ownership and improvement. And I just think when you have a player like that, uh, I think it's it, – I don't want to say he's once in a generation because I hope we keep getting really good players like him, but even better people. But I, I, I will tell you, he's got a uniqueness about his game that I think is special. And I think he could, you know, if if we were fortunate enough to qualify for the NCAA tournament, I think he's one of those kids that the nation would embrace because of his small size and, and height or whatever, uh, but his his glowing personality and his ability is it's really special. So I feel like another thing that goes along with that coach is you get a player like that and often it might come with, you know, taking a hit as far as field goal percentage and efficiency goes, but you guys are 16th in the country in field goal percentage, 10th in three point percentage. Is that kind of Darius's play just rubbing off on everyone or is it shot selection? I mean, that's a testament to something. Uh, what is it to you? Yeah, good players. Uh, really, we have a couple of assistant coaches that uh, really work hard on individual development. And uh, Derek Johnston, uh, who's been on our staff for three years, is he's been a great for us. Really, tremendous teacher. Uh, and you know, our guys own, you know, the the film work involved, and uh, and we try and recruit guys that have a IQ that. Uh, it's an opportunity to have more freedom. So I think it's the combination of a bunch of things, but most importantly, really good players. I do want to take it to uh, to kind of a little bit of a negative, I guess you could say, uh, you know, the rebounding. Um, you guys are okay on the boards, but especially on the offensive boards, you know, like sub 300. Um, and now I know that, again, takes a little bit into account when you got a five, nine guard on the floor and Darius McGee, you know, I mean, such a tremendous player. You can't knock any of that, but you know, is it something to think about when you get to March, you know, let's say you guys match up against a bigger team. If you are fortunate enough to make the NCAA tournament, um, you know, are you worried at all about the play down low or is that something that I'm just overlooking? Uh, Matt, it's part of our system, to be honest with you. If you look at our history, We've never been a good offensive rebound team, offensive rebounding team statistically, because uh, we send a lot of guys back. 
Um, and consequently, it's hard to get transition on a pack line defensive team. Uh, Virginia is a great example of that, although uh, we don't do it as well as they do. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't ever look at our offensive rebounding statistics, to be honest with you. But um, I know on the Ken Palm, it's in, it's in really deep red. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be last in anything, I don't think. But um, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned with it because it's, it's not part of our emphasis. So what do you emphasize then, Coach? Is there something that you really bring in when you recruit players to this program? What's like the biggest emphasis as far as, okay, this is Liberty basketball? Well, I think we want guys that uh, fit the mission of our university in terms of you know, being conscientious about your faith. And I think we want guys that are uh, really invested in the we of what we do and, uh, and not just the me. Don't get me wrong. Like you gotta have good players who have individual goals and aspirations. And, and as a coach or as a leader, I think it's our responsibility to invest in those. And, and uh, I, so I, I want that, but I just feel like I heard a great quote, Matt, the other day, uh, a, a pastor friend of mine said, it's really hard to be grateful for what you feel entitled to. And we, we really want guys that have a gratitude for the privilege it is to get your college education paid for, uh, play at a place like Liberty and have a chance to do life with some of the, the young people that we have in our program. So those are those are some of the attributes we look for, obviously. Uh, guys that can shoot, pass, move, defend. Those are also prerequisites. Uh, you don't have to have them all, but you have to have uh, more than, than you don't in order for us to probably offer you a scholarship. For sure, coach, for sure. You know, quickly, I mentioned that I was going to get back to the Jacksonville State game, obviously, uh, the most recent loss. Guy's able to turn it around against Kennesaw State, though. But really in that Jacksonville State game, only six free throws in that whole game. Uh, is that something that you're trying to stress more to the team? Uh, I know that, you know, the free throw attempts have been maybe around like 15 per game. Um, just kind of what, what are your whole thoughts on that? Uh, well, they're really good. Uh, Coach Harper does a fabulous job, and uh, they deserve to win the game. So uh, you can look at a host of statistics and uh, point to why we lost there. But to me, I think uh, I think it's important to remember, no matter how good of a team you are, uh, there's a chance you could lose every night. And if you don't embrace that, uh, there's there's no. I hope I'm right in this individual one. I don't think there's a conference opponent that you can just show up and say, oh, we got this. Or because we've won this many games in a row or we did this or did that here or there. Uh, that has zero to do with the game at hand. So I, I just think they played a lot better than we did. We didn't get to the line because we got behind and uh, we played catch up by uh, shooting threes and uh, maybe not executing our system, but they had a lot to do with that. So uh, if we're fortunate enough to play them again it'll probably be in a game of significance so we'll see if we've improved by then but uh along the way matt you're going to have some losses and uh, if you look at those losses uh as indictments or as failure uh you're you're going to have a frustrating season you you got to look at them as growth opportunities and, and certainly we do it's a chance to get better because uh, they expose some of our weaknesses and you guys certainly have uh, obviously turning it around 
most recently against Kennesaw State. Coach, having such a veteran team, how easy is it then for your guys to be able to really take those losses in stride and be able to turn it around the next time they go out on the court? Yeah, well, on paper, we have, I, I want to say, uh, five guys that are upperclassmen. And, uh, and if you count the COVID years, if those guys come back, we really have three that are upperclassmen. So we're still relatively young, Matt, although those five are pretty seasoned. Uh, I just think we have a connected group and uh, they're able to turn the page quickly because of their maturity. I think a lot of that has to do with, the, you, you might think this is a little bit uh, uh, obscure, but I think a lot has to do with the leadership uh, that we have in our athletic department and even some of the leaders on our campus. Like there's a, there's a real intentionality to uh, be able to live in grace because I think that promotes freedom. So our guys don't often get indicted by losses. Uh, again, we're, we're more so interested in the process, Matt, that, hey, here's, here's today. Uh, this is a 24-hour period that we're granted, that we're blessed to be granted. And let's just make the most of it. And if we can just keep stacking those days, uh, we'll have a, a chance to improve, not just as players, but as people. And, and I really think our guys have bought into that. And consequently, it's it's maybe promoted a, a really a healthy culture. Culture always key to a program. Also, that's big there, Coach. I feel like that goes uh, unsaid so many times to people behind the scenes that don't always uh, get mentioned in the forefront. Before yeah. I let you go, Coach, I do want to take it into to one more question. You know, just obviously you can tell – uh, I'm a big Liberty supporter. I mean, I think you guys, from the beginning of the season, I thought that you guys could make a big run. You're my choice in my Maddie brackets <laughs> to make the tournament out of the A Sun. But how do you finish the season strong, and how are you going to get there? What's the what's the what's the big message over this final stretch? Well, Matt, thanks for uh, being a fan of ours. Uh, I'm certainly a fan of yours. I I just think what I alluded to earlier, stack of the days. You know, we have good players. Uh, it's a privilege to win your conference tournament. And, advance or be selected as that large and we only have an opportunity as the former not the last. I think there'll be an at-large selection from our league um, I do think when uh, you add teams that I think hats off to our office because I think it's whoever represents the A-Sun is going to have a chance in the big dance because there's there's been some really good games in our league's conference season so far and uh, so for us, I think improvement is critical, uh, obviously staying healthy and uh, making sure that we're not just physically healthy, Matt, but we're emotionally and mentally healthy as well. I think I think that's really important to our cause. And uh, we're going to try and, and I didn't even mention spiritually, uh, we're going to try and invest in that on a daily basis and see if, uh, see if we can get the desired result in uh, in March. Coach, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks again for joining. Uh, for really this, for, you're the first coach I brought on for this. So I uh, hope that makes you feel special as well. <laughs> yes, indeed, Matt. Thank you, man. Appreciate you what you do for college basketball, man. You're you're fun to follow. Awesome. Thanks so much, coach.